0: to The Reflect, a podcast featuring a unique introspection in each episode. In this episode, we hear from Dr. Amira Nimji, musician, dancer, and assistant professor of ethnomusicology and Asian Studies at the University of Puget Sound. In this episode, Professor Nimji reflects on connecting virtually to performing artists and arts during the pandemic. She refers to the framework of rasa or ras, literally meaning the juice of something, to explore how a performer flavors their environment during a concert.
1: My name is Amira Nimji, and I am a musician, a dancer, and also a professor of a field called ethnomusicology. Ethnomusicology is basically musical anthropology. And the idea is as a researcher, I ask questions and study how people in moments of music making or dancing or in the performing arts at large, how this can tell us things about how people relate to each other and relate to the world around them. I'd like to share a few thoughts about uh, the current pandemic and how it's affected virtual performing arts events. I have participated in these events as an audience member, as somebody witnessing a poetry reading or the reading of a play by actors. I have been a producer at these events. I have put uh, dance performances online, for example, in a festival about a couple months ago. I have played music and made music with other people online. And I think these events continuing to persist during the pandemic when we are socially distanced, they tell us something very important, which is that we want to connect with one another. We want to continue to do that and the performing arts have an incredible power to let us continue to do that. I, I think that I recall some of the most powerful moments of feeling I've had, which is connecting to people on stage in moments of per- performance or concert. I think it's also natural to connect with each other through the performing arts virtually and to continue to do so when we are witnessing civic movements and social movements. And in the U.S. right now, we are witnessing Black Lives Matter, for example. And we gather with artists who are putting out commentary through music, through spoken word, through dance, through poetry. And we are able to connect with not just each other, but the issues themselves. As a producer, I think some of the pros Of connecting virtually and continuing to put work out online and even live online, are that we can bypass some of the difficult issues that we cannot in person. And these include connecting geographically to people all over the world. I can witness poetry readings really all over the place. And a lot of artists right now are putting out their work for free. So difficult accesses or accessibilities to ticket prices, for example, are uh, a bit easier to do when we don't have those those issues in person. We're also able to gain behind-the-scenes access into artists' lives and creative processes that we wouldn't necessarily otherwise. Some of the cons of connecting virtually in the performing arts worlds have to do with what we call technical production. And so, for example, that means that if you're witnessing a piece of music in which musicians are, quote unquote, collaborating live, it's probably likely that they would have had pre-recorded this and and mixed and mastered and edited it before it comes to you. And this is just an issue of technology and latency. So it's not really possible to work with the technologies that are available right now to have zero latency in both video and audio. I think what this has led to for me is that Yes, there are pros and yes, there are cons and technical production are things we can try to find alternatives to. But really, as a producer, as a musician and dancer, I think what is lost and what is difficult for me in producing things virtually is what we call affect in the performing arts. And this is really an energy that exists between producer an audience member in live context. And the South Asian performing arts have a beautiful framework called rasa or ras. And this is the idea of a juice or essence or flavor that is present in a room and is produced among uh, performers and audience members. So really when an audience goes to a concert of let's say an Indian rag performed by a musician, it it really is a kind of contractual agreement, an unspoken agreement, that the performer has the responsibility to flavor the environment with a feeling through that performance that the audience then feels and circulates back to the performer. And I think this is very, very helpful in thinking about what really is happening in live contexts it's not just the audience being present to witness a performer, but the audience is there to contribute to the performance through this circulation of feeling. And so I think performing virtually certainly has its advantages and specifically about access and access to performers from across the world, for example. But Given my experience as a musician, as a dancer on both sides in the producer audience continuum in these last few months, I'm left with a couple questions. And the first is how do I experiment creatively as a musician, as a dancer, to inject RAS or to flavor the environment into virtual events until we are back in person? How can I make sure? That the feedback loop of energy can remain present and strong when the technologies are not necessarily in favor or able to do that. And the second is, what will it feel like to connect effectively again in person? Will the performing arts be forever changed by these moments of virtual connection?
0: episodes of The Reflect, visit our website at the.ismiley.com slash the reflect. Did you know The Ismiley now has a podcast? You can find this series along with much more by searching for The Ismiley Podcast on all major podcast platforms including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe for new episodes.